when we don't get that time with our community and we can't recharge in that way, well, this can have a really big impact on our mental health. And COVID proved that for a lot of people in our world. Hey guys, this is Coach K and you're listening to the Making Changes, Breaking Barriers podcast, where we talk about you. This is about you, your mind and your path. And while this is about you, and I know I make that really clear at the beginning of every episode, I do want to acknowledge all of you as a community that we're building together around this idea that we have the power to change our lives. We have the power to live the life that we want to live, to live a life that's in alignment with our core values to live a life that's full of promise and meaning. We have that power. And I just want to thank all of you who listen to this podcast and also interact with me on social media and Facebook and everything like that, because we're truly building a community of support. And to be completely frank, this is just the beginning. This community will just keep growing and growing. And just know that I will always hold you close to my heart as one of the first listeners to this podcast and as one of the first members of the Change with Coach K community. So thank you. Thank you. And if you have been listening to this podcast from the beginning, or even if you've jumped in and just really enjoy it, I would really appreciate if you hit that follow button. Also, if you would leave a review, written reviews are great. If you really have been enjoying this podcast, I'd really appreciate it. So thank you again. And Actually, as I'm prepping for this podcast, I'm also prepping for my first free class, which is going to be virtual and it's happening this Sunday. And I'm really, really excited for this opportunity to meet some of you virtually and help get you started on this journey to a more purposeful life. So if this is the first time you're hearing about this class, which means it did already happen, don't worry, I do plan to do more. But Yeah, I'm just pumped about where this community is going because as we will talk more about today, community is so important for so many reasons. So with that being said, like always, my reminder to you before we begin is listening to this one episode, one 20-minute podcast will not be all it takes to change your life. I know that's really obvious, but I do just like to put that disclaimer out there. But I hope you continue to tune in here and put in the time on your own to reflect on these ideas and tips. That constant dedication and commitment to self-growth, to your mind, to your life is an awesome first step on this journey of change. So let's get into it. There's so much research out there on the importance of community on mental health and on success as well. But before we get into all that, what truly is a community? And with that, what is a community built for growth? Because I do think this is an important distinction. Like probably pretty quickly, if I asked you to think about a group of people out there, that was technically a community, but who you wouldn't consider a supportive community or a community built for growth. You know, like this isn't a community that necessarily has a mission to inspire people and help the masses, like a community that would better the mental health and the success of the people in it. You know, you can all probably think of a few of these communities that don't really fit that mold. So if we're just asking what is a community, like what's the definition of it? A community is a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. A community to me is a group of people connected by certain attributes. This group of people are, they're connected at the core, I like to think of a community as having some sort of deep connection and the deep connection within a community built for growth is going to be unique in two different ways. One of those ways would be trust. 
As a member of this community, you have trust that the people around you are in support of you. They have your best interest at heart. And while they're there for themselves as well, they're there to help support you in your endeavors. This trust is also demonstrated with the member's openness. Like one of the biggest benefits of a community is having people to share openly with, right? Share your wins and share your struggles. And it takes a lot of trust in the people around you to listen to you, hear you, empathize with you and support you when they can. So this trust within the community is really important to look for. Another unique element of a community built for growth is that there's an alliance. But within that alliance, there's differences. There's diversity within the group. There's an understanding that not everyone will struggle the same way and not everyone will succeed in the same way, but that most likely all those struggles and all those successes are interconnected like a web. And in that understanding of their differences, they can recognize the commonalities and find empathy for one another. So this community built for growth is very different from an unhealthy community. And not to go down that rabbit hole too far, but a few things to look out for from an unhealthy community would start with the community being very tight-knit, but also very excluding. And I don't know why, but this brings me back to elementary school. And I'm totally outing myself right now, but I was part of a friend group in elementary school who were totally exclusive, like very exclusive. There was four of us and we were besties and that was it, right? Like no new friends. Now, I will say we were eight years old and, you know, I would argue we didn't really know better. But why were we at eight years old already like so exclusive in this little friend group of four people? Why do certain communities become so exclusive? Why are certain communities so closed off to certain types of people? So I would argue that if this is the case within a certain community, it's a pretty good sign to stay clear because there are probably other aspects of it that are also unhealthy. These type of communities also tend to dislike change and new ideas. They're rooted in a deep connection. And because the community is unstable to start, they know if they were to detour from the deep connection, even more trust would be lost among the community members. There's no trust in new in these communities. So they hold really strong to those old ideas, even potentially when those old ideas are literally proven false. These communities become very much about them versus us. And so as I go on and talk about the importance of community and how a community can have a big impact on you reaching your goals, just know that I'm referencing a community built for growth, not an unhealthy community. And I'm also going to end with some steps you can take to find this community built for growth if you don't feel like you're part of one already. So I know this wasn't a great time for a lot of us, but let's bring it back to March of 2020 real quick. So depending on your work situation, if you had kids, if you got sick or not, the next few months looked very different from person to person. People working in hospitals still had to go to work to do the obvious, but then they came home and had no other way to really like release stress than just be at home. People with kids now had to become teachers and basically relied on their little ones for in-person communication all day long. People with jobs that became remote jobs during the pandemic now worked all day from home and well, that was it, right? No outside socializing. Cor and I were in this last situation and actually for the first few months or so, it really wasn't too bad. Like in a way, it was kind of nice to have a break. No expectations of being anywhere. 
of course, there was a fear, right? Fear of the unknown, fear of the future, fear of getting sick when we did pretty much the only public thing we did, which was go to the grocery store. But we got tons of uninterrupted time together. And yeah, I have to admit it was kind of nice. But after a while, whether I consciously realized it or not at the time, I'm not sure, but I did start to crave community. We kept thinking of all these plans to like drive down to our family and stay with them for a few weeks or plan virtual hangouts with friends where we would play games or just catch up. And, you know, not that I don't love my family and love my friends, but I'm going to be completely honest. We haven't really thought about driving down to our family and staying for multiple weeks since then. And there hasn't been a whole lot of virtual hangouts with friends, even friends that do live across the country since then. So this was pretty unique to this time. I think a lot of us started to really crave community because we were you know, we didn't have it, right? We were at home a lot of the time, right? Or people were having to go to work, but that was it. That was all they had. Time with our community is actually a form of rest and de-stressing that we need as humans. We have a need for belonging. So when we get this time and assuming it's a positive interaction, your body eases up in a way. Like we get a release of positive hormones we get that feel-good feeling and become recharged and ready to start a new day tomorrow. But when we don't get that time with our community and we can't recharge in that way, well, this can have a really big impact on our mental health. And COVID proved that for a lot of people in our world. So according to a scientific brief released by the World Health Organization, in the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic, global prevalence of anxiety and depression increased by a massive 25%. 25%. That's huge. That's a huge increase, especially in a country where anxiety and depression are already high. Now, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of factors for why this happened. But according to the WHO, one major explanation for the increase was the unprecedented stress caused by the social isolation resulting from the pandemic. People didn't have a way to release this stress, or at least they didn't know a way. There might have been other ways, and I do think a lot of people started trying, like doing more at-home workouts and maybe taking up meditating or journaling. But if you've never done those things before and you weren't used to releasing stress in that way, and if you were used to releasing stress through time with your community, time with your family or friends or whoever it may be, this wasn't going to have like an immediate impact. Those activities take time and skill in order to really actually have an impact on our mental health in a positive way. Well, maybe with the exception of working out, because that one is pretty immediate, I will say. But the COVID-19 pandemic was such a big example of the impact a community can have at the individual level. When our mental health diminishes or is not in a great place, guess what happens? It becomes vastly harder to do anything extra. It becomes vastly harder to find balance in our life, to be grateful of our day-to-day happenings and blessings. It becomes increasingly harder to see the big picture and how we can make small changes today for a different future. All of this takes a lot of mindfulness. And if our mind is not in a good place, most likely we will just be focusing on the here and now and just trying to really like get through the day, honestly. There has been endless research done that supports this claim that a community is vital not only for your mental health, but also for your ability to pursue goals and succeed. But specifically, there was a study done in the UK looking at the effect of self-help groups, and it showed that groups made a strong contribution to members' mental well-being by enhancing a sense of control 
increasing resilience, and facilitating participation. The members of these self-help groups were uplifted by exchanging emotional and practical support. They gained self-esteem, knowledge, and confidence. Think about how you would feel if you were able to increase your self-esteem, knowledge, and confidence. So maybe we're still close to Halloween, but on Halloween, we had a few friends over and we watched the new Hocus Pocus movie, Hocus Pocus 2. And it was super cute. I'd actually recommend it. But all I can picture when I'm saying this is one of those witches putting a spell on me and saying, you will now love yourself more. You will be smarter now and you will have the confidence to do anything you want in life. And this is probably way nicer than those witches in that movie would ever be. But for some reason, that visual just totally comes to mind. But like, come on, how amazing of a feeling would that be? This is what a community built for growth can do for you. And I know it sounds so simple and even maybe sounds cliche, but to quote one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time, Phil Jackson, the strength of the team is each individual member. The strength of each member is the team. The study done in the UK also showed that the members of the self-help group also gained resilience being part of the community. Why do you think that is? I'm going to go back to my witch visualization for a second, but I'm going to ask you to imagine a witch puts a spell on you and they say, every time you feel alone, every time you fall and you fail, you will have someone there to help pick you up. You will have someone to lean on. You will have someone to ask questions to, and you will have someone to support you. Like, come on again. That would be amazing, right? And the chances that you would pick yourself up and keep going after a barrier or after a failure would be a lot higher than if you were trying to go at it alone, if you were trying to go at it without a community behind you. That community built for growth is vital to your success. So ask yourself, do you have that community? Is there a group of people with shared attributes around you that are focused on growth and that is built on trust and support? If not, that's okay. This isn't an easy thing to find, especially in the world we're living in today, but I have five steps you can take to find that community for yourself. All right, so the first step to finding your people is know what you attract. So the law of attraction says that whatever you focus your energy on will come back to you. So you may want a community that is built for growth and that is supportive and that is rooted in trust. But maybe you're currently surrounded by people who lower your self-esteem, who have a fixed mindset and who you don't trust. And as hard as this sounds, if that is your sole focus, your current situation, according to the law of attraction, this will be what you continue to attract. In this situation, can you take yourself out of your present situation? And I'm not saying even literally leave necessarily because I know that sometimes isn't possible, but can you use mindfulness to start to envision a community that would benefit you? Can you turn your energy towards what is good for you, what you desire, and what is going to help you grow? Maybe spend an afternoon this weekend alone in a quiet space, pull out a piece of paper and simply start writing. Start writing down what it is that you value, what it is that you care most about in this world. Maybe also write down what it is that you desire, what it is that you envision when you think about your future. What is it that makes you excited? And feel excited as you're writing this. And lastly, write down what a supportive community would look like for you. What is it that you feel like you need? Maybe it's just literally someone to share your thoughts with. Maybe it's someone to provide some advice. Maybe it's someone who can help you put an 
action plan together. Turn your focus to what it is you want instead of what it is that you don't have or currently have that you don't want. And you will feel pretty quickly how the right things start to fall into place and the right people start to show up for you. So the second step you can take to find your people is be more of who you desire to be. So I'm going to be completely honest. Manifesting is just the first step. We can manifest all day long, but if we don't actually ever take action, nothing will change for us. Let's say you envision the perfect community for you. And a week later, you see the opportunity to join that community, but you don't. Well, what happens? Nothing. (laughs) Things stay the same. Imagine you want to be healthier and you scroll through Instagram endlessly looking at healthy people working out and cooking all these good meals. And you think to yourself, this will be me soon. I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to put more effort into this. But then you never actually go work out and you never actually meal plan and go to the grocery store to get the ingredients for those healthy meals. Well, all that manifesting transpired into nothing. Actually, I was listening to Brene Brown speak a while back and she was calling herself out about how she is all planner and no action. She was talking about how she wanted to get into a workout routine. She's trying to build strength so that as she ages, she's able to do all the things that she wants to do. And she spent hours and hours researching who the best trainer it is that she could work with. She met with all these different trainers. She like interviewed them and finally found a trainer that she liked. And then it was about updating her home gym. Like what's the equipment that I need and what's the best equipment out there and you know getting all of that set up and then it was something else and then it was something else and a long time went by and there was actually no action being taken that was directly related to you know her goal, right? Her manifesting of being stronger, being healthier. She realized she was all planning and no action. She was all manifesting and no action. So again, Be more of who you desire to be. And being includes action. The third step to finding your people is to put yourself out there. So like maybe you get to the point where you know what you need to do. You've manifested it. You found the group. And now it's just about showing up. But for some reason, it feels so hard. Whether this is to a virtual group or an in-person group, there will be people there you don't know. And will you actually like them? it's bound to be really awkward, right? So here in the town I live in, there's a meetup group. And for those of you who don't know what that is, meetup is like an online platform where different towns can create communities that are very specific, like certain types of book clubs or women meetups or, you know, hiking groups and things like that. But yeah, so there's this meetup group that plays pickup basketball every Saturday and Sunday morning. And talk about common attributes, right? Like this is totally me. I'm all in on anything basketball and a chance to play and count that as my exercise for the day, right? I'm like 200% in. But there's something that makes it really hard for me to actually go. And if I'm being honest with myself, I think it's because it makes me feel vulnerable. These are people I don't really know. It will probably be a little awkward, right? I'll actually probably be one of the only females. So I'll fit in or belong in some ways, but in others, I don't. It isn't like 100% a perfect match for a group, I guess. But yeah, it just feels vulnerable. But guess what? I have actually signed up and showed up a few times now. And I've never regretted it. Even if the basketball is terrible, even if I played terrible, even if I'm terribly out of breath, it always feels good to go and be part of something that feels like it's part of me. But this does take vulnerability. And if you've listened to my podcast from a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how being courageous takes vulnerability. And one of the awesome things about being vulnerable is it allows you to be more of you. 
if you've found the community for you, step into it. Even if it feels terribly awkward, because at the end of the day, if it's a right fit, you will feel more like you in it. Okay, so let's move into the fourth step to find your people. And that fourth step is to be selfish with your time. I know we're all strapped for time. I'm going to be honest. I think about this a lot. We don't even have kids right now. And I feel terribly busy all the time. Like it's probably one of my biggest fears about having kids, to be honest. Like, how do I fit in everything I need to do in a day, like work and other adult responsibilities, and also prioritize myself by working out, cooking healthy meals, taking time for myself, relaxing, socializing, have time to read, and so on, right? Like, I can imagine it's just like so freaking hard. I mean, it feels hard for me. And like I said, I don't even have kids. So please just know I'm not trying to look over that, but at what point will you start to prioritize yourself? when you've hit your limit and are about to explode. You know, like this brings me literally to my favorite quote of all time from Brene Brown. Again, I know I've referenced her a lot, but she says, boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. And sometimes that boundary is being a bit selfish with your time. Like maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you have two little ones who you take care of all day long, every day, all day long. We all very much know at this point that this is a full-time job that never stops 24-7 being a full-time parent, but maybe it should stop for a couple hours every week. Maybe you should find a way, no matter how inconvenient it feels, to hand those little kiddos off for two hours every week to some other responsible adult, maybe your partner, maybe your parents, maybe a friend, and go do something for yourself. Maybe you go and meet up with friends for a cocktail. Maybe you take time to connect with your online community and being present in that group. Whatever it is, and no matter how inconvenient it may feel to do it, I say this with 100% certainty, and hopefully some of the evidence from before will help convince you, you need it. You need it. You need it. You need it. So find a way to be selfish with some of your time, please. And lastly, guys, the fifth step to finding your people invest in you. And yes, I am talking financially invest in yourself. I'm not going to walk around that. That is what I mean. Spend money on yourself. I don't claim to be some financial guru, but I can tell you that one of the best investments you can make is on yourself. Like just take a step back real quick and think about what really matters. Like what matters the most? Is it the clothes? Is it the kids' toys? Is it the new car? You know how much money someone spends on a new car these days? Like, I'm not even sure you can buy a new car for less than $20,000 anymore. That's wild, right? What matters most is you. You are the one wearing the clothes. You, mind and physical body, are the one who is holding the kids and loving them. You are the one driving the car. You matter the most. So the healthier, more fulfilled that you are, the more in place everything else will feel for you and the people around you. So maybe you find a group to join, but it costs $100 a month to be a part of. And you know what? That just feels like a little bit too much money to spend on myself at this point. You know, I don't really need this for myself. It feels like a little bit too much. Think about the amount of other things that you spend $100 on. TV subscriptions, clothes, coffees, eating out, travel, gym memberships, and so on and so on. What about your mind? Your mind needs a gym and a community built for growth can be just that. 
So with that being said, if you've listened to this podcast and you're thinking to yourself, I actually have this community already and I'm really grateful for it. That's super awesome. I'm really happy for you. And I really hope that you continue to foster that community because I am sure it's having a huge impact on you, whether you realize it or not. On the other hand, if you don't have that community yet, I did want to let you know about an opportunity that I will be launching in early December. I'm going to be launching the Change with Coach K community. This is going to be a community built for growth. It's going to be an online virtual community. Think of it as like a gym for your mind. And I am going to be limiting this to just 20 members to start. So I just I did want to give you that heads up because it will be small to start. But I really want to make sure that all 20 members get the full attention they need. And I'll be opening it up to a second cohort in early 2023. So if you're interested in that, you can reach out to me on social media at Change with Coach K. Otherwise, you can just look out for the links and the registration pages that I'll be putting out soon. All right, guys, changing your path will not be easy. It will be challenging. I'll say that over and over again, but it will be worth it. So I'll ask you to do a self-check today. Are you on your path up your mountain? And if not, what path are you on? Thank you.